Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fuck. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't that. They literally stay right here. All right, y'all, I am here. It is Tell the Truth Tuesday, April 17, 2018. I'm coming off a whirlwind situation here in Houston, Texas, and tonight's show is called Han. Now, the first time I saw that, a friend of mine had actually texted that to me, and I was like, what is that? It's probably some acronym for, like, ho-ass Negro. And he was like, yeah, it is. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) So, you know, with this whole situation, spring is in the air. You know, you guys, we just had a new moon yesterday. If you're following me on Instagram, at miss.d.scott, you'll see some of the new moon rituals that I did. Everything is just about intentions. Like I said, I, I could take a piece of paper and put, you know, great intentions on it, and guess what? It's it's going to be whatever I say. It is. And then, of course, there's always the travel woes and all that good stuff. So if you're following me, at miss.d.scott, you will see I'm exhausted. You will see that there's probably a 50-degree difference. It's like 83, and then back home it's like 31. So that's a huge issue. But anyway, so I get down there, and I always like to get, you know, anytime I can meet up with people that either follow me in real life or that listen to the show or that have read any of the books, you know, I always like to say, okay, well, this is the main place I'm going to be at. So we chopped it up at the Davenport which is a martini bar in Houston, very popular martini bar I came to see. Uh, we had our own little Coachella, you know, it was Coachella weekend, Beyonce did an amazing job from what I'm understanding, and I didn't get to go because you have to buy the motherfucking tickets like a year in advance, and then you're only allowed to buy two, and then you, you have to, like, it's so serious and they're so expensive, they actually have fucking payment plans for Coachella. Yeah, it's that serious. So anybody that went to Coachella, congratulations to you because – motherfuckers didn't have time to be booking the shit a year in advance. So, and it's in the middle of the fucking desert. You can't find... Oh, I'm so tired. Sorry, y'all. Um, it's in the middle of the fucking desert. So, it's like, you know, it's not that far from L.A., but you're out in the middle of the desert. So, we get to Houston. I get to Houston, and um, 
you know, just feeling the love, all the vibes, everything's good. And then I meet up with, you know, one of the, the girls that I was talking to. That's what I was saying. I'm supposed to call the show today. Chrissy, if she doesn't call today, she'll call next week. No biggie. And um, met up with my girl Liz. Everything is good down there handling some business. And so it's always good to, you know, see people with like minds because obviously you're not following me on the, on the Internet if you're not like-minded or if you don't believe in what the fuck it is I have to say. So... You know, we get out, and then, you know, Chrissy's telling me these horror stories about men in Houston. Now, a a fun fact about me, I have my ex-husband's in Houston. I had an ex that I dated back, back in the day, lives down there in Katy. And then I had another guy that I just was hanging out with that I actually apologized to in my book because I treated him so terrible. Never touched him, but just, you know, and then, you know, now I have, my peoples are down there. So I've been going back and forth to Houston for about 20 years, at least 20 years. So Houston is, is almost like a third home, Toronto being my second home. So when she was telling me, like, that she's having, like, this difficulty and men ain't acting right, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because every time I come down here, I don't never have no problem. But the difference is I'm not meeting these motherfuckers in their natural habitat. I'm meeting them, you know, in my city or wherever I was living at, one I met in Pittsburgh, one I met, up, you know, up here in Canada, one I met, you know what I mean? So it's just different. So the term ho-ass Negro comes from basically from what I've I've been told, like, any dude that's just really not about his motherfucking business is just a whole-ass Negro. And it's funny because somebody told me, they said, you know, it's amazing, you know, what women would do, you know, and, and, and how successful they are. And they're dealing with a whole-ass Negro where if they had a real dude, like, or somebody that was handling this business, you know, how much further they would be in life if they weren't fucking with these whole-ass Negroes. Now, whole-ass Negro don't mean that he was a hoe. It just means, like, he's just a punk, he's a bitch, he do, you know what I'm saying? Ho ass shit. So it's okay for me to say I am anti. It looks like the word Han, ho ass Negro. So I get down there because he's telling me a story about this dude, and I was just like blowed because it, it involved nudity, it involved the police. Like it was just, it was a hot ass mess, and I just, I couldn't believe it. So I'm just sitting there trying to figure out. Like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, you know, who are you hanging with? Are you going out by yourself? Because, I mean, the the thing with men is it's, it's, it's not hard to get them. It's just hard to keep them, and that's in any relationship. You know, a lot of women talk about, like, oh, I could steal your man. I could do it. Well, take the motherfucker, please. And then when you give him back, I don't want him. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, that, that's not ever my concern or my danger because I feel like I do what I'm supposed to do anyway. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no bum-ass broad. You know I'm I think we need to recertify the term bum-ass bitch or bum-ass bra because bum-ass bitch doesn't necessarily mean that you a bum like you don't have any money. Nah, you just might not have any goals, any morals, any type of, you know what I'm saying? You don't have anything set up or planned for the future. So there were a bunch of conversations going on about the alpha male and how come he can't just choose the alpha female. Do you know how hard it is for an alpha man just to even find an alpha female? It's extremely hard because there's more beta males and beta females on Earth than alphas. So if you do find two alphas, if they haven't killed each other off, you understand what I'm saying, with a power struggle or anything like that, if you could get the two of them together, that, that'd be great. But why would, why, why would I want to work that hard for my food, right? Yeah. 
excuse me, y'all. In a lot of the situations, you know, I would settle for a whole-ass Negro. I have. I'm not going to front. We all have. You know, just scavenger-type cat that you just, you know, you with them for the time being. You know, y'all have fun or y'all having sex or whatever's going on. But in the end, you realize you can't build with that person. And there's certain characteristics about that man that cause you to be looking at him with your left eye like you know what I can't you know what I'm saying shit you saying don't make sense I keep and you know the the number one thing I hate is a finna do negro I'm finna do this I'm finna I don't want to hear about what you finna do just just say you're gonna do something and then show me within the next 365 days how you're gonna get it done because if not we don't have nothing to talk about because I'm constantly evolving I'm not the same person I was 30 days ago I hope not you know so I'm down there, and I'm talking about the dating situation. My other girlfriend, Liz, is telling me how motherfuckers is ridiculous, and, you know, she's she's got kids, and, you know, she's been in relationships, but beautiful, beautiful girls, both of them. One of them about 6'2", the other one about five foot on a good day, stacked, both working, jobs, nice-looking girls. I'm not understanding it. So I told her, I said, we're going to go down there. I'm going to go to Third Ward with them um, the next time I come back down here and uh just just go around the city and just figure out what the fuck the problem was because sometimes you're just not in your pool of humans. You know, sometimes you're dating outside your pool. Sometimes that pool is a cesspool, you know. If you're in a relationship longer than three years and y'all ain't bought no properties, y'all ain't getting married, y'all ain't had no kids, like y'all aren't doing anything to solidify future, it's probably time to go. And I know some people say, well, you can't put a time. Yes, the fuck I can. And it's not because I'm old as fuck either. I've always been that way, even when I was in my 20s. Motherfucker, you got about one year to impress me, and I'm going to impress you. And in that second year, we better be talking about moving forward, taking some vacations, you know, meeting parents. And by that third year, we should be having, con- like, serious conversations. You know, I done been beneficiaries on motherfuckers' life insurance policies. Like, and I was in my 20s. Like, you think I'm going to be in my 40s? out here playing with these motherfuckers, I'm not, you know, and, and that's okay if somebody is not comfortable with that or somebody is not, you know, oh, all you think about is the money. Well, what is there? In the end, if you lose your job, what is there? There's the money that you made. There's your side hustle. There's, you know, and and, and like I said, you know, I've never really had too many ho-ass Negroes just because everybody serves their purpose. So just like some dudes, and it's a fact, like fucking with bum-ass broads. They do. Some men like fucking with bum-ass bitches because it makes them feel more powerful than what they are. They're like, yeah, this whole broad's existence is based on the fact if I give her gas money, based on the fact if I give her egg and cheese sandwich money, based on the fact if I buy her $60 shoes from Baker's. Like, that's your whole relationship. And then when he can't do that anymore, then y'all whole-ass Negroes get mad because she want to leave. Well, you knew she was a bum when you met her. So you can't hold her responsible for that. She's doing what she's supposed to do. On to the next. Or she could she could do that by herself, and she just wanted you to do it. I could do a lot of things by myself, but if a motherfucker tell me he's going to do something, shit, do it. Thank you. Okay, just like I would do, you know, the same for a man. So there's this new epidemic out there, and I've, I've seen the arrogance in Houston. Like, motherfucker, you don't have the right to be arrogant with them big-ass white K-Swiss sneakers on and wide-leg jeans. Motherfuckers ain't wearing no more. Like, you don't have a right to be arrogant like that, you know. So I started to see kind of where they were coming from and, um, you know, just trying to figure out why these beautiful women can't. And Houston is one of the largest cities in the country, you know what I'm saying, it, just in the country. 
So I'm just trying to, she just hit my line. She's with her daughter uh, trying to get her, her musical instrument. So we don't hear from Chrissy today. I might just do a special show tomorrow just to, to talk about it. Because y'all, y'all ain't going to believe me. And, I mean, for me, when I get off the plane in Houston, everybody everywhere is beautiful. The men are beautiful. The women are beautiful. Everybody's happy, smiling. You know, you got some hints of Louisiana cats down there. You got some just just a lot of everything. You know, some of the women down there stank. That's something I've really never seen. Like, I'm used to Toronto or, or New York City if, if a girl, you know, I'm just a friendly person, so you'll constantly see me. People always be like, are you gay? No, I'm not gay. I just, if I see a pretty woman, I'm like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Or, you know what I'm saying? I like your shoes or whatever. I don't have any problem exchanging feminine energy. But issue little ragamuffin, you know, stank ass, because your man looked just a second too long at me and my crew or whatever it was, that you feel some type of way. He's a man. That's what he's going to do. You can't ask these men to be blind. You can't. The best thing for you to do is smile. Oh, she was cute. She had a little butt on her, you know, something. Don't be a bitter Betty. You know what I'm saying? Now, do we got to be disrespectful? No. But but can he, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't mind if mine was just looking at her shit. I'll take you to the strip club. That's what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because then at the end of the day, it takes the fucking fun out of it. Like, damn, I'm here with my woman and shit. Like, you know. So, I mean, we've again, I've been doing that since my 20s. I don't have these type of um, jealousy issues that a lot of women have. I have disrespect issues. Whereas, like, a whole-ass Negro, the whole-ass Negro going to be disrespectful. He going to be doing – what I find disrespectful, people say, what do I think is disrespectful in a relationship? Anything that you don't want me fucking doing is disrespectful. Okay. So if you don't want me, you know what I'm saying, commenting on dudes' pictures or, you know, liking dudes' pictures, okay, then you don't do it. If you don't want me sideline talking to people in my DMs or letting people email me, I'm a business person, so you have to be realistic here, right? And any dude that I talk to is going to also have his own shit going on. So it's not realistic for me to say, like, oh, you can't talk to no women because, you know, whatever. But when I walk up, is it a situation where she should be stank with me? No. Is it a situation where, you know, some dude should feel some type of way just because, I, you know, if I'm in a relationship? No. You see what I'm saying? So disrespectful to me is anything you don't want me to do, and you out here doing it. That's the shit right there that just sets the whole tone for the rest of the relationship. And I'm nice. You know, when I first started talking to a cat, I'll give him some time to clean this shit up because I understand, like, first of all, let's be clear, all these motherfuckers be lying. Every man on planet Earth got a bitch he fuck with somewhere, okay? Now, is he claiming her? Probably not, because that's how I got in the situation I was in before. Motherfucker had a whole situation for fucking years and didn't even tell me till a year after me and him was friends. And then I'm like, well, what the fuck I'm supposed to do now? You know what I'm saying? So everybody all the time got somebody somewhere. So, you know, when they meet you, that's the whole point of dating is to, you know, for him to decipher, like, is this somebody that I want to spend more time with and you to decipher, is this somebody I want to spend more time with? I find that there's not – I think the game, the pimp game has just gone down the tubes because, like I said, there was a time a dude would just tell a bro, like, look, I love my girl, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm just trying to holler at you. You know, I'm going to pick up this bill, that bill. These motherfuckers not understanding, like, y'all y'all can't afford to have two. A lot of dudes. A lot of these whole-ass Negroes can't afford to have two, but it's a lot of you bum bitches that will let them do that. See, I, I don't – you can't talk to me for free and then you paying somebody else's bills. That's just I, – I can't do that because that's disrespectful to my motherfucking psyche. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to do something. 
And dudes be thinking like, oh, because they slinging dick. Bitch, you don't get that dick to the whole city. What the fuck? I'm not special. And that's the other thing. You know, you women, I think when we get out here dating, we start thinking, first of all, you can't believe everything these motherfuckers tell you. I, I don't. I, I done seen some shit in my day, and, and it would be so disrespectful for me to write about the shit that I've seen because, shit, I was involved in some of it. But at the end of the day, these motherfuckers out here, like I said, they will wait for you to go to fuck to work and have a bitch all up in the same crib that you fucking lay your head in 15 minutes after she leaves for work. And and listen, and hide all her shit in a whole other room. That's how these cats is. And I know because somebody did it to me. You know, back in the day. And I asked the broad, when you went in the bathroom, you ain't seen no tampons, you ain't see. She was like, yeah, but he told me they was his sisters. I'm like, then nigga don't have a sister. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of dudes be like, you know, trying to hold women responsible for shit. No, y'all motherfuckers be out here lying instead of just telling the truth. Like up front, like, yeah, you know, I kick it with somebody, Okay. And, you know, shit going good. I remember back in the day, a dude will tell you straight up, I'm happy in my relationship. I'm just trying to, you know, holler. You know what that means. So now you gave a, a, a female a choice. That's that's player. That's what you're supposed to do. Because if you give her the choice, but at the same time, then watch what happens. Whole-ass Negroes start catching feelings, you know, start wanting to do certain things. And then when you get a boyfriend, now they mad. You see what I'm saying? I tell them all the truth. Look, I was talking with this person over here, that's that, whatever, whatever. He might be a little crazy, but it is what it is. Now, men, just for me, as far as I'm concerned, make themselves disposable by being ho-ass Negroes because, you know, if I see the way that you move in certain shit, you like if you talk about your ex-girlfriends like in a bad manner, your baby's mom's in a bad manner, your ex-girlfriend in a bad manner, everybody had you fucked up but you, I can't talk to you because you know why? That means you're not accepting responsibility for the part that you played in the destruction of a relationship. That's whole-ass shit. Like, it's, 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 it's impossible. I can tell you exactly what the fuck I be doing wrong in relationships. Cheating ain't one of them, but I can tell you exactly what I be doing wrong. You understand what I'm saying? I give people the benefit of doubt, and there is no benefit in doubt. My whole spirit being will be telling me, like, yo, he messing with somebody at your job or something crazy, and I'd be right, 100% right the whole time. You see what I'm saying? But then I also, my pimp shit start kicking back in, and I'd be like, well, that ain't my fucking dude anyway. So he could do whatever he want. That's her problem. That's how gangster I am with this shit. That's not my motherfucking problem. As long as I get what I want out the motherfucking situation, I don't care. Because guess what? That motherfucker using me too. So now there ain't no higher feelings when a motherfucker walk away and get with the person I'm supposed to be with, and then we getting married and doing all this other shit, you can't say nothing about it. Because, motherfucker, you doing the same thing. So that's where I think the whole game got fucked up, and then people, you know, they say, well, if you knew this, nah, nah, nah. These motherfuckers be lying. If you ask a motherfucker, like, look, just tell the truth, especially when y'all having sex, it's dangerous out here. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know if your girl or the girl that you fuck with only fucking one girl. I don't know if the little raggedy bitch that you fuck with from, from Panera or wherever she work at in the mall. I don't know if she just fucking with you. Like, you understand what I'm saying? The only person that I can be responsible for and say they done came back negative on all testings is me. You see what I'm saying? So these dudes put these women in, in, in horrible situations. And then, you know, it's a lot of pillow-talking-ass Negroes out here. You know, running back, making mistakes, leaving paperwork out, letting the other bitches know where, where you work or where the other one work. Like, bras is out here bugging the fuck out right now. If they will microwave a baby motherfucker, they'll come to you too. 
You see what I'm saying? And that's why I said I just wish we could go back to the days where a motherfucker, if he was trying to cheat, he had the money to do so. If you ain't got no money, you can't afford a girlfriend and, and another girlfriend. Okay? You can't afford it. You can't. And then there's a lot of dudes, you be like, yo, you have the audacity to try to motherfucking play me, and I was trying to be nice to you. And then it makes you, as a woman, get into a space where you're just like, I don't even want to be nice to nobody because these dudes be thinking it's something. You be thinking it's something because I bought you some food? You you think it's something because I bought you a, a, a piece of jewelry or because I traveled to see you or something like that? Motherfucker, if you was keeping it 100, I could have did 100,000% more. But you want my, I'll tell motherfucker in a minute, not my Negro. You're not my dude. So what you mean? I spend time with you every day. Bitch, I don't give a fuck what you do. Not my dude. You ain't made no claims to fame. You ain't paid no mortgage, bought no house, uh, asked for my hand in marriage. You ain't did shit. You ain't planned a vacation. You know, you haven't done that. And and I can say that because I've had men that have. So my comparison level alternative is completely different because there are men out there that have done it, and they're not hard to find. You know, people always ask me, like, what's the secret? You know, how do you end up getting in relationships and staying in Because most of my relationships are three years, four years, five years, just easy. And I said, because we were always friends at first. So I watched how a motherfucker move before I even fucked with him. I don't really meet men organically and then, like, oh, not even just a club, just, you know, even in a grocery store or at the gym. And then it turned, well, I can't say that because Pink Toothbrush, if y'all read the book, I met him in the gym, and that turned into a seven-year situation, which, of course, he'll blame everything on me, but whatever. Um, he was a hoe, but he wasn't a hoe-ass Negro. So, like, 99% of the dudes that I've ever been with, and it's not that many, they, wasn't, they, wasn't, they weren't bad dudes. They just weren't good for me. You know, there's there's definitely an exception or two. But for the most part, you know, I learned something from them. We broke bread together. We built something together. And then when the shit didn't work out, 90% of the time, it was because I was unwilling to move or I was unwilling to, you know, make another move that was going to secure our future. You know, so that's why, like, my ex-husband, you know, he was actually brilliant. You know, he went about the marriage thing quickly, like, nah, because this type of motherfucker should be going to change their mind and shit, then I'm assed out. You know, I don't put so much emphasis on the wedding. I'm more concerned with the marriage. Like, what are we building? What What is the legacy we're leaving to our children? And now, you know, it's just a completely different mindset because I'm dealing with, you know, somebody that – has the same goals and focus that I do it's just, and, and same physical, you know, capacity and all that stuff. But, you know, he just, he needs his space. I need my space, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Because I'm not the type of broad. I've said this many times. I, I can't have somebody up in my face every day. People say, well, how are you going to end up being married? Shit, I'll figure it out. But the house big enough, I'm, I'm quite sure. And if not, we just buy another one. But for the most part, Ho-ass Negroes and bum-ass broads, that's the perfect epitome of the beta male and the beta female. And so if the beta male and the beta female are mating together, what are we having? Some mediocre-ass kids that we're seeing on Shade Room and, and YouTube, okay? If an alpha female gets with a ho-ass Negro, she's going to end up getting her feelings hurt because she's going to expect him to be the stand-up man that she is. I'm going to say it again. She's going to expect the ho-ass Negro to be the stand-up guy that she is. Right? Because if I have to be the man and the woman in a relationship, it's not going to work. It, it's not. I have very definitive, clear 
defined lines of what my role is in a relationship. And it, it, I'm always across the board traditional. People think I'm feminist. People think that I'm all these things because I'm pro-woman and I love women and, you know, all these things. No, that's not it. I'm definitely not a feminist because y'all can't do what we do and I can't do what you do sometimes, you know. And then when you have the alpha male get with the alpha female, that's a wonderful union. We just can't find each other. You know, stubbornness, you know, if, you know, somebody was telling me, you know, with us it would be an epic battle. They feel that somewhere along the line in a relationship there would be an epic battle. I don't have the energy or the strength for that shit. You know what I'm saying? As long as you ain't no whole ass dude and you keep it 100 with me and you be honest, even if it hurts my feelings, we good. You know what I'm saying? Whole ass Negroes always got to lie. They always got to lie because they don't feel worthy enough that you would stay if they tell the truth. So if you look at it in that perspective as a woman, you would be less offended by them lying to you boldface about some shit. Oh, no, I didn't have her in my car. Or, no, I didn't do this. You would be less offended like I am because you're like, this person is lying to me because they know that if they tell me the truth, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave anyway. Because if spirits say that you did some shit, you did it, and I'm done, and I can't talk to you. But, you know, it is what it is. And so as 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 a woman, and, and you know, these women that are bum-ass bars, like, you know, if your whole lifestyle is dependent upon a man, and that man loses his job and you lose your lifestyle, or if he loses his job and you get turned back into a pedestrian at the bus stop, baby girl, you done did life wrong, completely motherfucking wrong. And that's not me saying, like, fuck Negroes, get money. Like, no, it's me saying that you should have had your own anyway. If y'all were working together as a unit, and there was something I just read the other day, it said, um, what did it say? It says some of y'all are in relationships to get y'all bills paid, and in the minute that the motherfucker can't pay the bills, y'all gone. But what did you do with all the money that you should have been saving or putting up while the bills wasn't getting paid? That's still a situation shit, baby. You, you could call it whatever you want to call it. You know, y'all could be in love, but it's still a situationship. If my dude is out here working and he's paying all the bills in this, you know, estate, in this house or whatever, and I'm working and I'm paying bills and doing renovations and doing what I'm doing, and we coming together, we going on trips and shit like that, and then he gets fucked up, okay, I'm cool, I got that. And I get fucked up, okay, I'm cool, I got that. For me, if you're not investing anything in my future, I can't invest any time in it. And I think that... That's the issue with my friends here in Houston is that, you know, they're investing time and they're not, I think maybe it's the sifting process from what I've been told that they're having difficulty with. And it's very simple. If you have to have a conversation with somebody and be like, but I mean, he's nice, it's, it's a no. That means you already know you're more powerful than that person because you have to, you know, make excuses as to why he's not as powerful as you. And that's how you have to look at it. Yeah, I say give everybody a chance. Get, go to coffee with anybody. You know, you might that might not be the person you're supposed to be in a relationship with, but it might be a person you might could do business with or, you know, have some connections or just do whatever. I'm all about networking. You know, I have tons of guys that, you know, I, I network with, whatever. They ain't never disrespected me in no kind of way, you know. But for now, hold on. We got my girl Chrissy just called in, and she about to, girl, Chrissy. Hello, everyone. I could not miss this segment on the Hans. Okay. Girl, listen. So we got like three minutes. We got three minutes. We got three minutes. So listen, I just introduced them to the term ho-ass Negro. Okay. Are you familiar with it? Okay. And what was the feedback? Very familiar. I'm from the South. I think it was 
very uh, familiarized by the infamous UGK, who yes, has are. said, and I quote, you never let ho-ass niggas ride. Okay? We need to start putting that on our Bible. We need to start putting that on our welcome mat at our home. And we, we, we need bumper stickers for it at this point. It's getting out of hand. Now, I was just telling everyone, you can go back and listen to the show once it's done, but I was just telling everyone how you guys, you and Liz, are having a hard time down there. And I was talking mm-hmm. about my experience in Houston, but then I seen it firsthand. I was talking about the K-Swiss, mm-hmm. you know, with the mm-hmm. wide legs and just, you know, ah, the, the way he goes. moved. Just, yeah, yeah just, just the one little thing he did that was off that I was like, don't even call him. Because that right there, mm-hmm. that's a situational issue. Like, we don't even need to waste our time on that. So how is Absolutely. it in the South? Y'all have so many men, so many beautiful men, so many beautiful mm-hmm. women, and y'all are just not finding each other. I don't understand. Um. Okay, I'm funny you said so many beautiful men. Now, you do know uh, we're out, we outnumber the men eight to one on average. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I think gives men this false sense of confidence. Um, they okay. have so many options. Women have become so frustrated with the process that they have become to tolerate this nonchalant niggotry, if you will. Okay. Be- and I think it's because they're simply outnumbered. I heard this black man mm. say here in Houston, I'll never have a problem because I'm a black man. I'll never have a problem. They wow. feel like they are the prize. Um, and especially <laughs> if they meet some of the basic requirements, such as shelter, transportation. I can't. I can't. You Oh, I did. I did. And when I say shelter, I mean the most basic form. Meaning I can live with my mother. I can live with my baby and mother. And somebody's going to fuck with them. And somebody's going to fuck with it. Period. Good night. I, I That's don't so embarrassing. But I, it's embarrassing, but I, at the end of the day, I do realize it's our fault. Because there's no way they would continue this bullshit action if it was not being accepted. So here's what I'm going to do, because we're getting ready to go ahead and end the show, because I might just come back on tomorrow and have you call in during the day. Tomorrow we might do a wild Wednesday. Um, What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you how we're going to start sifting through these Negroes and start telling them no, because my process is a little bit different here in New York. New York men are completely opposite. They see you and they know, like, yo, she could get a motherfucker if she wants to. So you know what? I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to sling some dick. Okay. I'm going to have to buy some sunglasses. I'm going to have to do something to keep this uh, motherfucker uh, around because this is somebody I want on my team. And don't get it twisted. There's a lot of bummy broads up here per, mm-hmm. you know, raggedy dude, too. But these dudes up here usually choose up. Now, they end up going backwards, like that's who they choose the wife. But for the most part, if they go on to the left, they're trying to choose up because they're trying to get out the bum situation that they're in currently. So they're Got very it. aware that Got the it. women are up here getting money. They're very aware that we're mobile. We could go where we want to go. And plus, ain't nobody dealing with that shit up here. So maybe it is a southern ting where you guys are just super nice. Because up here, listen, I could tell you the bummiest broad ain't going for that. 
She like, you, you what? Wow. You live with your, oh, nah. Wow. How I'm coming over there? And listen, they might rock with you a time or two, but there's real pimps up here, female pimps that's really up here like, oh, you don't have no more money? Oh, I can't even fuck with you no more. Dead ass like that in a conversation done is done. And that's not being a gold digger. That's just saying you knew what time it was when we got in this relationship. Why are right. you acting surprised? Right. Now that you uh-huh. can't buy me no more cheeseburgers and Popeye's boxes and $60 baker shoes, that I don't mm. want to deal with you no Not more. Not the baker. Not the baker. Girl, yes. You didn't hey, know? And Rainbow. Though. And Rainbow. Standard don't forget that. Okay. So, but yeah, and we do have standards. So I, I think that maybe that's what the difference is because we'll get into that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back tomorrow, try to get you back on the show for a Wild Wednesday, Woman Crush Wednesday cool. show. Then I'm play my favorite song tomorrow. But girl, it was good seeing you down there. We're gonna have to do it again. That was our Coachella. That was our Coachella. Girl, listen. Yeah, don't nobody was. even remember what yeah, happened. Nobody remembers. Not even, a, not one bit. And My people was looking at me like some type of way, like I had did something. I was like, what I do? Look, look, when you got to ask the question, what I do? What he what, did You seen but it? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I did. I did. And that's I another did. thing I, I want to get you about all this hostility with between women. And I know you peeped that when you were here, so that's something else I want to talk to you oh, about. Oh, yeah, that was super funny with the Pocahontas wig in the bathroom. Your man's yeah. still going to oh, look, yeah. bro. It's nothing oh, you yeah. could do. But you see that uh-huh. one over there? That one's mine. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really worried about that. But listen, why you ain't telling me I was going to get yanked? Well, I didn't oh, know. you about the big bitch in the dinner? No, I'm not talking about no so bro about yanking me. I'm talking about my people. I don't, I don't, I don't recall. Girl, listen, listen, listen I don't recall either until I woke up in the shape of an L. Because <laughs> I woke up looking like a jackknife. I said, what? What? Why are my shoes? Where's my fanny back? Why you let me get in the bed like this? I need a shower. No. My mother was like, can we look? He was looking like, we need to have a talk about what happened. And then he was like, well, you was with your friends. I know that you don't, you know. But I was like, oh, shit, bitch, what did you do? And then the girl, the picture started coming out. I was like, girl, I don't even oh. recall this moment. But you know what? But wow. then there was that one girl I was smoking her okay. cigar. So it's like. You know what I'm saying? I remember. That I remember because you were like, I want you to meet a queen. <laughs> Girl, I can't. I don't remember this conversation. We're going to have to talk offline tomorrow. I'm going to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get your version. I'm going to have to get Liz's version. I'm going to have to get everybody's right. version, right. Wood's version, so I can piece together what the fuck happened that day because, Girl, that was our Coachella. But, guys, make sure you tune in tomorrow. I'm going to do a pop-up show with Chris. We're going to have her call, and I'm going to get with her offline because, Girl, now I have to go run along and go do something else. But, child, please. But, all right, guys, tune cool. in. This was the Tell the Truth Tuesday. If you guys aren't following me, I'm at miss.d.scott. On Twitter, I'm at DMSST93. Just don't be a hoe-ass nigga. I mean, just listen to UGK, like she said. It'll be playing at my wedding. You know, I'm, I'm playing the International Players Anthem at the wedding, so it is what it is. I'm here for but it. But thank you for calling in, my love. I'm going to talk to you in a little no bit. No problem. All right. All right, honey. Bye. Bye.